Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and the podcast when you follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Walk in Truth Show. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 through 8, called This is the Will of God. I won't take you there, but the book of Romans, especially Romans chapter 1, speaks about people who know there's a God. They won't honor God. God is God. They suppress the truth in unrighteousness, and they begin to dishonor their own vessels, dishonor their own bodies in sexual sin. I was on the way to church this morning, and J. Vernon McGee said there is evidence from Jericho, and I can't tell you what the evidence is, but he said that One of the reasons God told them not to touch anything was that these cultures were filled with venereal diseases because of their practices. And see, sometimes we think, well, God's trying to ruin my fun. God's trying to limit me into what I want to do. And then we dive into those lifestyles. And if you guys want to uh, hear some of those testimonies, there's a... uh, website. I think it's called Pure Sex. And there are testimonies after testimonies of people who got involved in all kinds of lifestyles and got out of it and became Christians. And they testify to what it did to them and to the lies and what they got sucked into. Um, If you're interested, I'll give you the website. I don't have the exact address, but see, we have a treasure in our earthen vessels. And each one needs to know how to possess his own vessel in holiness and honor. If you're young and you're not married right now, let me say to you that one of the things that you're doing is preserving yourself for the person that you're going to be with. And I will say to you, if you've fallen in this area, there's hope for you because God is a God of restoration and he's given me so many chances in my life and I celebrate grace every day. But I will tell you, if you're a Christian right now, One of the reasons that you should keep yourself pure is for the Lord, first and foremost, but it's also for your future spouse. Amen? See, there is a beauty in the intimacy of a marriage that is ahead of you if you're a young person who's planning on getting married that you will know with that person. And there's a beauty of that uh, exclusive relationship that's only for the two of you that no one can put a value on. And we don't talk about this much in the church because it just, for whatever reason, doesn't get addressed. And sometimes people walk into churches and they feel all all it is is I get beat up for what I shouldn't be doing. But let me tell you the positive side. The positive side is this is God's idea. huh? Intimacy in marriage is something that he made up, that he wanted for you. That he wanted you to find oneness and fulfillment in that setting. Example, and I've shared it before, but I think it's a good illustration. Imagine that I had a beautiful garden outside of my backyard and I had these beautiful red roses planted there. And let's just say that I, uh, I get some soil, some deep, rich, dark soil, and I add it to the garden. These roses are, they're growing beautifully and I'm and I'm uh, watering them and everything like that. And let's, let's just say, in its setting, it's beautiful. And let's say that 
my wife and I just purchased brand new white carpet in our living room. And I opened the sliding glass door, get a shovel full of dirt, take that dirt and throw it onto the white carpet. No! Can you feel it? Anyway, now in its proper place, that soil in its right setting is beautiful. But once I take it out of its proper place and throw it somewhere where it doesn't belong, it becomes what? Dirty. That's what our culture has done with sex. Something that God intended to be beautiful in its proper context has now been taken out of its proper context and it is everywhere and it brings dirtiness and filth to just about every area of life. This is, this is where we live. And so he says, look, I want you to know how to walk out your holiness, not in lustful passion, verse 5, like the Gentiles who do not know God. Not in passionate lust, NIV, like the heathen who do not know God. See, one of the things that this points out, if you live this way, is that you don't know the Lord. If you're constantly moving in this direction, it's a sign that you don't know the Lord. Now, I'm not talking about an authentic struggle, but this is what characterizes the world. And the world that thinks self-satisfaction uh, and pleasure is everything that life is about. And if you live your life for wanton pleasure, you will be dead while you yet live. You'll be dead on your feet. Have you, have you met these people? You look into some people's eyes who have been uh, caught in lives of addiction. They don't even look like they're alive anymore. They look like walking zombies. And it is very tragic to see life essentially pulled out of them. And there were many people that Jesus met in his ministry that were in that kind of situation. And people would say, doesn't he know what kind of woman that is? <laughs> and Jesus ministered to that person. And this is hope. That's why uh, tax collectors and prostitutes were drawn to Jesus. Because Jesus didn't just condemn them because he knew that the religious leaders did the same things in their heart. He knew what was in their hearts. And if someone ever came to Jesus in brokenness and said, oh Lord, I've sinned, forgive me. Even the woman caught in the very act of adultery, he says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Because I know that sometimes people hear messages like this and they get flabbergasted and they're like, man, I, I can't live the Christian life. I can't do it. And some people feel like they walk around in a constant fog of guilt. And that can be a struggle. But let me tell you, I've said to many people over the years, and I say this with as much fear and trembling as I could say, that if you have had a struggle in this area, it is possible for those struggles to be in your rearview mirror. It is possible by God's grace. Amen? You can leave it behind you. The clutches can come off of you, but you can't keep feeding it because the more you feed it, the stronger it's going to become. And if I were to go down the list of sexual aberrations in our culture right now that are now justified, the latest thing is uh, you have some professors saying that now pedophiles are born that way. They just can't help themselves. So we're, we just got to make sure that they can, you know, that they can have their what they want to do because they're just born that way. 
See, you guys, you guys don't realize that once we open the door to this kind of thinking, then every aberration will be justified. See, scientists are now coming out and saying, well, if this lifestyle is you're born that way, then maybe you're born with this lifestyle as well. And it could be you're attracted to little kids. Well, you're just born that way. See, this is the slippery slope. Everybody understand what I'm saying right now? This is where it leads. You open one door to this thinking. Don't think it's just going to stop there. And now there are voices in our culture that are now advocating for something called polyamory, which is group marriage now. They think that you should be married. You can be married to as many people as you want, and you might want to just throw in a cat and a dog, and that should be okay too. That's called polyamory. And it's already being practiced in the United States of America. And more to come. Because once a culture begins to say, hey, you can define this however you want to, believe me, people will define it however they want to. And all God's people said, ugh. And that no man transgress, the idea of a transgression, verse 6, and we're winding down, speaks of stepping over the line and defraud his brother. We saw the address was given to the brethren in the early verses in this matter because the Lord is the avenger in all these things just as we also told you before and solemnly warned you. Thessalonica, like many ancient cities, uh, steeped in idolatry, had all of these practices that uh, I won't get into detail on, but they were ugly, illicit practices, and sometimes they included other people's spouses. And so if a person in the Thessalonian church came out of that lifestyle and they felt like maybe they could carry that over, it's possible that some people, I don't know this for sure, in the church were maybe following in this area of taking another person's spouse. And uh, this also has happened in the church. And I could tell you stories of things that I've dealt with as a pastor that were so heartbreaking. And when it was all uncovered, it turned out that there were two Christians who were no doubt Christians serving the Lord who got involved with one another and ended up defrauding other brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. And this is what it's called. It's actually called a defrauding. And Paul says, if you do this, the Lord will be the avenger in all these things, just as we also told you, told you before and solemnly warned you. I've said this to people, and I've said it with no delight in my soul, but I've said it because I love them. You are inviting God's discipline into your life if you continue down this track. And I, and I think that was the most loving thing to say in the moment, to say to some people, if you keep going this way, you're going to ask the Lord to avenge this. And remember, this is written to the church. So if someone gets involved with another person's spouse... And I know this is not easy to hear, but this is real life, folks. This is what the Bible addresses. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team invite you to Harvest Fest 2020. Harvest Fest is free and will be outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. This is an entertaining, fun, and safe way for your family to spend October 31st. You and the kids will enjoy fun activities like trunks of treats, find your way through a life-size maze, play games like the cakewalk, and of course, have a chance to fellowship with worship music. Again, bring your family and friends and come out and meet Pastor Michael at Harvest Fest, October 31st from 6 to 8.30 p.m. outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Call 844-48-TRUTH for information and directions. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. And this is what it's called. It's actually called a defrauding. And Paul says, if you do this, the Lord will be the avenger in all these things. Just as we also told you, told you before, and solemnly warned you. I've said this to people, and I've said it with no delight in my soul, but I've said it because I love them. You are inviting God's discipline into your life if you continue down this track. And I, and I think that was the most loving thing to say in the moment, to say to some people, if you keep going this way, you're going to ask the Lord to avenge this. And remember, this is written to the church. So if someone gets involved with another person's spouse, and I know this is not easy to hear, but this is real life, folks. This is what the Bible addresses. And they continue down that path and justify it and defend it and think, and think it's going to be okay. The Lord is going to get involved and avenge that issue. And he'll do it on behalf of the spouse, as I take it, that is hurt. For God, final verses, and I know you can't take much more. <laughs> for God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but sanctification, to be set apart. God has set us apart unto holiness. There, the word for God is theos. It's normally pointing to God the Father. And so uh, you go back to, let's see, you have the Lord in verse 6, Kyrios, that's the Lord Jesus. You have the Father uh, in verse 7, and you'll have the Holy Spirit in verse 8. So you can see the triune God is involved in this, always, of course, on the same page, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So it says, God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. He set apart you unto his purposes. Consequently, he who rejects this is not rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. If someone says, you know what, I just don't believe that, and I'm not going to live that way, and no, then you're not rejecting man. And let me just say to you, I am simply a messenger. <laughs> I have just shared the scriptures with you. So please don't be mad at me. No emails to me. I'll give you God's direct email address if you want it. It's theos at aol.com. <laughs> and let's, let's be real. This sexual ethic has been re rejected by many. I could, 
point you to websites right now that you could spend the next three weeks hearing the defenses of all these different views on this stuff. But if you reject the biblical ethic, remember it's been given by Jesus directly through Paul, you're not rejecting man but God. Because of sin, man has taken the deity out of religion, the supernatural out of Christianity, the authority from the Bible, God out of education, morality and virtue out of literature, beauty and truth out of art, ethics out of business, and fidelity out of marriage. And I believe that one of the things that we need to understand is that our fidelity to our spouse, our commitment and covenant, is one of the great pictures in the New Testament of the gospel. When a person can look upon a married couple that's loved each other through thick and thin, and through the ups and downs and the difficulties of life, and has stayed faithful, that is one of the great pictures in the Bible of the gospel. Amen? And I'm not telling you it's easy, but I'm telling you it's right. And I'm telling you it brings great reward and great blessing. Before Dave was going to be baptized this morning, Dave Haddock, he was talking to me as we were doing a pre-service meeting, and he said, this whole week, Pastor Michael, I've been thinking about what Jesus went through when he died for us and how he was beaten and tortured and what they did to him. He said, it's broken my heart this whole week. And I thought that was so profound. And it reminds me that the cross is where I find my hope and my answers. If, if I were to try to do this on my own, I, I'm dust, man. If the Lord kept a record of my sin, I'm, I'm done. But the Lord entered time and space and went to that cross for all the sexual sin that's happened in the world, including all the murder and all the hatred he also died for all the sexual sin, all the brokenness of our world, all the wounded souls, all the hurt. And you may have hurt right now. You may be one of those wounded souls. You, you, you may have heard this message and maybe as you watch via live stream and you're like, I am that man. That's what David said. Or that's what David was told. You're the man. But I find hope at the foot of a cross, a blood-stained cross, and a Savior that loved me, knowing all of my foibles and weaknesses. Turn over to 1 Thessalonians 5. This will be our closing prayer. And before we read it, I'm just going to pray. Father, thank you for your living word. It's a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. Thank you that we have the chance to be vessels of honor. I want to be a man of honor. I know the women in this room want to be women of honor. We want to be noble. Father, thank you and please forgive us for all of our sin because this area, there's a landslide of things that have happened just as represented in the people listening right now, but you are so faithful to forgive us, so faithful to wash us and cleanse us. If you've not met Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he's your hope. And right now would be a great time to say, Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to this world. Thank you for living that perfect life that I could never live. Thank you for dying on that terrible cross for me. Thank you for taking my punishment.
Thank you for bearing my sin in your body on that terrible tree. Thank you for taking the wrath of God from me. You were innocent and you died in my place and I thank you. I repent of my sin. I place my trust in you. Be my Lord, be my God, my King, my Savior. Guide me in the paths of righteousness for your namesake, Lord. If you need to rededicate your life and maybe this is an area where you've slipped and you've sinned, there's a way back. The same way you come to Jesus is the same way you come back. Just confess your sin to him. Just do it silently before him and just say, Lord, I want to come home like the prodigal son. I'm, I'm tired of this mud pit. I'm tired of this empty life. I'm coming home. He'll receive you right now. And for all of us, as we read the end of 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, Verse 21, examine everything carefully, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. May your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete, without blame, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you, and he will also bring it to pass. You've been listening to This is the Will of God, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1-8. through 8. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program or parts 1 or 2, you can listen on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, can you do us a solid? Can you follow us on Instagram or Twitter? We'd love to connect with you. We'd also love to give you a shout out in future programs. So DM us on Instagram or Twitter and let us know where you're listening from. So follow us and DM us at Walk in Truth Show. That's at Walk in Truth Show. Now here's Pastor Michael. Well, as we've mentioned before, a lot of people have questions about the will of God. This is the will of God in 1 Thessalonians 4, that you live, that I live in sexual purity. And I'll tell you, it's a tough one because there are so many areas of our culture where you can compromise, where there are stumbling blocks aplenty. But God's will for us is that we be sanctified. And I pray that you and I can grow in our sanctification and honor And be thinking about those words when it comes to our covenant and marriage, with our eyes, everything we do, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And when we fail, that we are quick to repent of sin and make sure we're walking right with God. Well, we're going to be transitioning to a new message called Comfort One Another with These Words. And it's really all about the resurrection and the rapture. It's such an exciting section in 1 Thessalonians 4. 13 and following. Hey, tell a friend about what you're hearing on Walk in Truth and get ready to hear some teaching on the resurrection and the rapture. This is exciting stuff. A lot of people are curious about it. Tell a friend, make sure you tune in and be praying that the message would impact and comfort many. Now, hey, on Sunday, October the 18th, we have a very special guest speaker at Living Truth, where I serve as senior pastor. And it is Brad Dacus, and Brad is the founder of the Pacific Justice Institute. He's a brilliant attorney, representing many churches really for nothing. But he's also a great teacher, and he's going to be at Living Truth Christian Fellowship to preach at our two Sunday morning services, 9 and 11.15 a.m. 
on our destiny. We have an election coming up. We have a lot going on in our world, a lot going on in our state of California. And if ever there was a time for the Christian community to be praying and voting and crying out to God in repentance and asking for revival, it is now. And Brad's coming, and I think you're going to find his message timely and very important. And you can come out and be here in person when you come to Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona for our 9 and 11, 15 a.m. services. And the address is 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona. Think of the armor of God right off the 91 freeway and Lincoln Avenue. Now, we're going to be live streaming the early service at 9 a.m., so you can check it out that way. But there's nothing like being here in person. And you can find out information, driving directions, and much more about Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona when you download the Living Truth app in your app store, look for that red logo with the pillars, or go to walkintruth.com. See you tomorrow. Hey, one more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply it to today's issues, trends, and culture. Please also consider becoming a monthly partner. Please give your donation at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9-18, through 18, called comfort one another with these words. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.